Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Downer Dish. I'm Ken. I'm Michelle. And we're about to jump right into another episode of Queer Spoke. Let's do it. We are on episode 208. I really like this episode. Girl, this by far is, I, it goes into the top five, <laughs> you know, because you know, I have yeah. every, every episode I say is my favorite. But, I, same, I know. Yes. <laughs> I but, think we've done 34 episodes. I have 34 favorite episodes. Exactly. I yeah. just start, I'm, I'm narrowing it down. I need I'm gonna to. I'm going to just say, hard. this is my favorite Emmett storyline episode, or this is my favorite this person. Maybe Agreed. I should do it like that. Agreed. Agreed. But Agreed. until I get to that point, just this is one of my favorite episodes. Yes, absolutely. I, I had so much fun watching this one. This one was everything. So let's jump into this one. We get the Michael's uh, voiceovers are back in this episode, and so... We see him walking down Liberty Avenue, and this is on the backside of him having to tell Ben, like, hey, I thought I could do it, but I can't. Uh And so he's on his own again after really having his hopes up about this guy, but he's decided that he's not going to be able to pursue that. And so he's out walking and just kind of thinking about, well, (laughs) you know, where he's at in life again. And he's seeing Ben everywhere. Like seven hallucinations of Ben being everywhere. I don't know. My heart was breaking because I'm like, Michael can just never catch a break. You know, <laughs> he can never catch a break at all. I think it's just because he it was just a very sudden thing. And we talked about this on the backside of 207 that we don't know if Michael really gave himself time to come to his own conclusion mm-hmm. on that. And so I think even though he gave Ben what was like the definitive answer, I don't think Michael himself had really come to resolution with that whole situation. Right. And so he's still like, man, I was really hoping that could be something. I was really enjoying that. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I think he was expecting this some resolution, but, um, but you got to be true to yourself. But something that Michael has learned from his time with Dr. David Cameron to the brief stint with Ben, I think he's learned that he now he does want a relationship, maybe. Right. you know, And so he is more interested in dating because, remember, in season one, he was not interested. Because no. he was kind of terrified of that. But now... He's interested in actually dating, not just hooking up with someone. But is he really interested in dating? Because in season one, he wasn't interested in dating because Brian wasn't interested in dating. <laughs> season two, Brian got a whole boo thing. You know, like it's not yeah. like official, official, but it's official. And I mean, so now he wants a relationship. I mean, the timing is a little suspect. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> I guess. Like, oh, he's but, booed up. I'm going to be booed up. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm getting toward is that he has. He's at this nice restaurant, and I love this trope. This is one of my favorite tropes. Some people probably hate it, but I love the whole, like, the montage of dates that are going awful, like the blind dates that mm-hmm, <laughs> are really mm-hmm. bad. Uh, so these are the guys that he met from the man-to-man dating site. Um, Not and- even. Dating voice recorder. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. The voiceovers. Yeah, and all of them are bad. Like, all of them are bad. One guy is basically trying to sell him life insurance. Another Girl. guy is trying to literally diaper him. I was done with the dates, okay? I was done when he brought out the term life insurance papers. Yeah. I, I was I was over right there. Like, you better take several seats. Yeah, all of these candidates were pretty terrible. But that is kind of a lot like uh, life. But um, anyway, <laughs> so, so he's not having much luck there. So over at the diner, Debbie and Ted are kind of clowning him about his posting. Because Debbie has called to listen to his voice profile i guess debbie is so messy i swear only debbie okay (laughs) and she memorized it too word for word okay i was yeah she even called him out on his exaggerations yes girl on those inches we mean his height though (laughs) not not the other inches you know uh she tells him to go see her friend uh ida pearlstein who's a, a matchmaker 
And Michael's like, no, nah, I'm not going there yet. Uh, then Ted says, well, maybe you should try a dating service. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that, that either. And he's just, he wants to find somebody, I guess, the old-fashioned way. He says, well, the next guy to walk through that door is who I'm going to live with. <laughs> That's who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And <laughs> in comes Emmett. <laughs> and that was all facts, though. Michael, yeah. you're hopeless, baby. You and Emmett would be together forever. <laughs> well, yeah, y'all can be living in that apartment, sharing exactly. that apartment forever. Yeah. Splitting so the rent. Splitting Michael's rent. like, no, I don't want that. So he's like, okay, he's determined now. <laughs> he pulls out the, the ads and, yeah, he's determined. Oh, my God. Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. Okay. Uh, so then we're over at the loft, and Brian, in his uh, trick for the morning, afternoon, whatever. I don't want to say day, because a lot of times there's more than one a day. So. That part. Okay. <laughs> so his trick for that specific time of day is that they're they're wrapping up, and they're getting ready to leave. And the guy's asking about a repeat, and Brian's like, oh, nope, no repeats here. And yeah. Then he tries to kiss Brian, and Brian tells him, of course, you know, no, you don't, you don't get that. And the guy's like, oh, you have a boyfriend. And Brian doesn't deny that. He's just kind of like. <laughs> you know, and I love this thing because Brian, he upheld all the bargains to the rules. He did. He has all the rules there. He yeah. Did. And then the guy's like, oh, it's one of those. The guy recognizes. He's like, yeah. oh, okay, so y'all are in one of those situations. And he says, um, well, you know, the thing about relationships like that is if you leave your door open you never know who will come in or who will go out exactly which <laughs> yeah. that is true that's a that's tricky situation true. like you know that's why i like to keep it old traditional and old-fashioned <laughs> and close that door yeah the door is closed <laughs> it's locked dead bolted okay yeah. but i mean yeah they, that's the kind of relationship that does have structure and that can have real commitment but it also gives you a lot of freedom to just yeah, do what's right for you at that at any given time. So and that's just kind of the truth and reality of it. Absolutely. But I'm a big person on respect. And I feel like Justin missed the rule, though. He should have been like, ain't nobody coming up in this loft. <laughs> yeah, I would have added, I want to amend the rules and add one more. Yeah. yeah. No tricking in the loft. Because what I'm not about to do is come home one day and bust up in the door and somebody legs Which up Which is air. what almost happened because mm -hmm. right as the trick is going down the steps, the elevator is opening because Brian was on the phone. I'm guessing he was, I guess, buzzing in. Uh-huh. Jennifer and Justin, because they are coming in. They've been out shopping, and I like the little moment at the door, and you can see where Jennifer and Brian kind of have this understanding now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? She's they may, home. Yeah, they may not be friends or whatever, but she walks in, and he gives her arm a nice little, you know, right. nice little touch, and she's talking to him, telling him about how much luck they had shopping, and Justin comes in, and he immediately is like, mmm. <laughs> I, I knew it. I was like, I wonder if he going to smell the sex on him. You know? And yeah. that little nose of his, he knows his man's smell. Yeah. He knows that, look, Brian had a guilty look. He had a guilty look. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know he don't have anything to be guilty for. Because right. he have that understanding. But, but it was just that, like, because this is their understanding that they have. But uh, I think there's there might have still been this kind of like, okay, but how's he going to Yeah, really how's he going to receive this? React to this, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but Justin's cool, you know, so Jennifer is there talking in the living room to Brian, showing him their haul from their shopping trip, and <laughs> Justin's going around, like, on a scavenger Cleaning hunt. Cleaning up all Brian's little messes, because he messy like that, leaving condom wrappers yeah. and, and cum rags. Well, he and... really didn't have time to, no, well, he <laughs> to really do didn't. cleaning. He didn't. So, and, but it's, um, but yeah, so Justin's like, ooh, here's this, and so they're making, like, a little joke about it as Jennifer is talking, and she brings up that... She wants, she's like, oh, Justin, here's a sweater you can wear to Daphne's party or her friend's party. And Justin doesn't want to do that. <laughs> but uh, because he really does live most of his life with Brian and I the know. rest of the gang. He you know, does. to know people his own age aside from Daphne. So Jennifer's trying to encourage that. And even Brian a little bit is trying to encourage that. 
Well, it's not healthy that he spends every waking moment with with these adults. <laughs> you know, well, he. I think it's important for him to get experiences that people his own age are going through as Absolutely. well. It's good to have people that are above you and people that are out there with you too, just to kind of get a more mm-hmm. real, well-rounded life experience. Yeah, I think. no, I totally agree because I don't think it's like the healthiest thing with him always being just around those people. He needs to definitely be around people more his age and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so Jennifer is leaving and Justin is kind of rushing her like, okay, mom, bye. (laughs) And so as soon as the door closes, he like runs and jumps into, into Brian's arms and Brian's kind of right there waiting. And like I said, this is like a game for them that cause Justin starts sniffing him and trying to describe what the trick was like. And I mean, he nails it. Yeah, it was (laughs) hot. Justin's a little hound dog, girl. I was like, okay, come through, no. Yeah, but he's not, he wasn't hurt by the fact. Or jealous. Or jealous. No, and I think the fact that they couldn't, they can laugh and joke about it shows just how unimportant Mm -hmm. that is. It's like, that's just what, that's just like an extra thing on the side. It is what it is, but it's not a, it just shows how. It shows his maturity, too. Yeah, and it shows how, no, I know what we have and I know Mm -hmm. what that is. And yeah, it's like totally fine. Yeah, he knows how to separate the two. I mean, really, he knows who his man is. He know what Brian. He know Brian is gonna be Brian. There's nothing he can stop. So he has to. He has to make a decision and choose to find the good things in within him that's gonna keep him around. You know. Yeah. Well, and, and he has the freedom to do what he Whatever wants, to, he do wants also. to do. Exactly. So, yeah. For right, like this is yeah. This understanding is kind of mm-hmm. working for them. So then we see Fetch, and he is doing the most. Girl, <laughs> Fetch is doing the most. We got I mean, him that bed. Yeah, they got him that bed, and it has really gone to his head. You know, starting out that first, his very first stream, you know, that he had to do in an emergency I think he was situation. on one of them little fold-out beds or something when he, <laughs> when he first yeah. came out. It was like nothing but a questionable mattress and sheet For in there. Real. And now, like, it's all decked out. So, yeah. yeah. And when, he, when we say doing the most... He had a army theme. When I say the wall with camo, his face, <laughs> the sheets, the lips, you know, the yeah. lip, big lips he got on the back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Fetch, come through yeah, with the um, he had with his with AR the strapped to his back. Yeah. It was he's, hot. I'm, he, I'm he's proud really of Fetch. selling it. He did. <laughs> he giving you your coins worth, okay? Yeah. Your coins worth. Fetch, I ain't mad at you. Yeah. So when he's done, Ted comes over with a box of fan mail and he's got his letters and gifts. And a lot of it is like, ew, this is all weird. But then he spots a little blue box. <laughs> Who doesn't spot the little blue? The little turquoise <laughs> yeah. blue. Well, Tiffany's box there. And it's a very nice piece of jewelry. It sure in was, there. girl. I, at first, I was like, he needs to check that because that, that's probably going to turn his wrist green. <laughs> you know, they just got the box and just put that in there. Yeah. Because you know? the other gifts he was getting were very questionable. You know? Right. But, uh, like, yeah, Mm-mm. so he receives this one from his secret admirer. And Ted comes over. So Emmett's already lost in that because we know Emmett loves like a fantasy Absolutely. situation. And Ted comes over, Mr. Reality, and he says, you know, they're, all, they're lunatics. <laughs> Don't keep this stuff because for them, there are strings attached to this. And so you need to put it all back. Which is true. I feel like Ted is a hater right now. He doesn't want Fetch to be the best Fetch that he can be. Yeah, he don't. He doesn't want uh, no. Emmett's wrist dripping because no, he don't you know, want he's the wrist got that Rolex. And yeah, stuff. he's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Only one, drip, one drip. wrist. Yeah, only one dripping. wrist is dripping over here. Okay, so I'm like, I think he hating. He hating. <laughs> yeah. Well, Emmett on his way out decides, you know what, this is for me, and so he takes it anyway. He takes that in the card. Yep. Um, so then we see Michael has gone to get a professional to help him work on his video personal ad here. Oh, Michael. And it is not going well. Michael needs some help. <laughs> Poor baby. Yeah. Fix it, Jesus. Like, oh, Michael. Yeah. Well, first he's trying this, like, I'm a fun guy. If you're a fun guy, call me. We'll have fun. No. So let's take the fun out. Let's make it a little more serious. Yeah. 
What I mean, I think he went into like a whole eulogy. You know? Yeah, like, it's like I don't know. My dad died. Yes, I, I don't Vic never met him. Uncle Vic was diagnosed with AIDS. Like no, boo. Whoa, <laughs> no, not for not to get a date, Michael. Yeah, that's baby, a little much. Pumps the brakes. Michael's all over the place. That's that's why he can't ever catch a break. He's he he sabotages his own self. Yeah, but <laughs> then when he finally finds his voice and starts speaking like himself, his mind immediately goes to Ben. I know yeah. it's a game, baby. I just. Poor Michael. He really wants to do this, but, you know, he he is going through it. Yeah, he's just not there. Um, he's having a hard time letting go of that, truly. Uh, so then Emmett and Debbie are out doing some window shopping, and he's telling her about his secret admirer. And he says, you know, I just envision this dashing young prince and basically paints this happily ever after for her. Like, that's what he's holding out for and we know that's true of Emmett because Emmett likes to just go out and have fun and we'll just meet some random guy and hook up for the night but also Emmett is very open Mm -hmm. to the idea of love and romance and relationship I mean we've seen him have like 20 of them none of them lasted (laughs) more than 20 minutes but (laughs) remember the one who did not speak English yeah there's that one there's the one who like in the course of an hour they fell in love and broke up oh my god yeah that not even it was an hour I think it was like 45 minutes (laughs) yeah um, so anyway, he's very open to to the idea of love. And so he has this fantasy, this dream in his mind. That's what he wants. That's why I love him. I love that he's a dreamer. You yeah. Know? Like, I just mm-hmm. love that about him. He's Despite very Despite it all, like he's yeah. seen a lot of life too. And a lot of things have not gone his way. But to just still say, hey, I realize that this is a very slim chance of me getting this. But this is still but my I deserve dream. it. Like, why yeah. can't I have that? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about him. He's always... He's always been that positive little shining light of beacon when when there's literally no light. I like it. And Debbie encourages him. But then she also says, well, you know, sometimes the real thing isn't isn't always what you expect. Like you might get that, but it may not look the way mm-hmm. you expect it to. Uh, and so as they're talking, a very nice black limo pulls up. And my question is, how in the world did they find him? And I was thinking the same thing. Like, okay, now I was thinking, ooh, Ted is right. Ted is right. <laughs> they're lunatics. He, he's, <laughs> he's stalking. I don't yeah. even know. We didn't even have GPS back then. I don't know how you're tracking yeah, me. Yeah, he didn't have, like, find my phone. Yeah, <laughs> like, how are you tracking me? Okay, this is spooky. But, you know, when it pulled up, I would have been like, okay. Yeah. Oh, you, Debbie, you my ride's me? here. I gotta go, girl. Yeah. You want to ride, girl? I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, you go back to the diner. I'm gonna drop you out. And so the driver gets out and says, "Are you fetch, Dixon?" And he says, "Well, my employer is expecting you." And so Emmett, I guess, is willing to play Russian roulette with his life. And so he gets in the limo. Girl, with no, and I can't believe Debbie let his ass get in the car. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's smiling. She basically pushed him. Yeah. Chewing that gum like she never ate before. Like, I mean, she was going smack. And I was like, uh-uh, Debbie, you supposed to tell him no. Let's see some ideas, some something. Yeah. Did you get the license plate of the limo? Like, I mean, get something. Take a picture of the person, do something. Please. No, nothing at all. He's just like, okay. Yeah. And, and he's running like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> he clicked his heels like Dorothy. Like, I was like, uh-uh. Yeah, well, his Prince Charming was waiting, and so he had to get to him. Uh-huh. Over at the loft, Michael is reviewing his um the the ad that he taped <laughs> with, with uh Ted and Brian, Melanie, and Lindsay. Girl, he proud of that thing. He really is. He's showing it all to them, and they're like, oh, no, this is not it. This no, is not the way. <laughs> not at all. It had no energy to it. They all were like, oh, it's 
cute. Oh, you're adorable. Your your posture is very good. Yeah, oh, that's a good shirt. Beautiful with your eyes. Yeah. Only one person was 100, and we know who that was. Yeah, Mr. Brian, Kenny. Like, no, this is not the way. You no. got to sell yourself better than this. But the gang is on it. Um, They do. Brian does his full photo shoot for him. Girl, Brian came through. My gang is better than yours, okay? <laughs> Brian, that's the click you want to have when you yeah. want to glow up. Because they got him together, and they all work together. Yeah, they Melanie and Lindsay team. wrote the, the summary. Like, yeah. They got yeah, them together. They did. And Brian had the, the eye for the fashion and, and the, the styling and the posing. Killing it. <laughs> Ted just kept his energy fire. He was like the um, you know, the set director or whatever the yeah. case, basically. It was on point. They got him he Michael came out looking sexy as hell. That was a very nice picture of Michael. Yeah. It was with Brian pouring the water on him too. I was like, come through. <laughs> come through. So in the limo, Emmett is having a caviar in the back seat and um just really kind of, I guess, bracing himself for for meeting his Prince Charming. <laughs> and they pull up to this very nice house. And it was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, all my dreams are coming true. <laughs> and he gets out and goes in. And a guy calls his name. He's like, Fetch. And um, Girl, Emmett tall. looks up. And he's like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm yours. And the guy's like, uh, well, I'm the butler. But oh, let me take God. you to... <laughs> Yes, my the, the master is waiting. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Emmett is so thirsty. He was basically like, I'm yours. I'm here for you. I'm throwing myself at your feet. Yeah. Emmett, stop. Okay. Like, <laughs> uh, So he walks into, they take him into some little parlor room and he is um practicing his greeting, how he's going to <laughs> greet the master of this fine home. And as he's walking around, he sees a guy sitting there, older gentleman. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just waiting on the master of the house. Mm. And the guy says, well, that's me. <laughs> and so we meet Mr. George Schickel. Oh, my God. Mr. Schickel. Um, let's just take it back before Emmett even met Mr. Schickel, though. <laughs> Emmett is a character, girl. <laughs> he put on a whole production, <laughs> yeah, okay? the show tunes. The show tunes. I mean, everything. I, this man... He built this dream, all right? And this is not just a very nice house. This house is like, a, oh, my God. How many there's people? a butler, there's like, a babe, butlers, there's a limo, like, a driver. Chandeliers dripping everywhere. This is magnificent. Okay, like, oh, my God. So, yeah, when he met Mr. Schickle, you know, I would have been scared as hell, too, because he had a whole conversation to himself. Like, I mean, a whole <laughs> convo. As they start talking, George mentions a fee. He's like, okay, well, you know, what's your fee? Here's $1,000. And it's like, uh, no. And so they get it up to $3,000. And Emmett says, I'm not for hire. Like, And then he realizes, oh, this guy thinks that I'm a hustler. Mm-hmm. You know, he's here. To, he's going to pay me for my services. That's not who I am. So Emmett is very offended by this. Um, but he's also disappointed. And he's, that kind of crushed his dream. Yeah, he had he his hopes hurt, all actually. up. Oh my gosh, it's really coming true. This thing that I've been hoping for, and he's just trying to pay me to do sexual acts. Yeah, some weird sexual thing. Yeah, and this <laughs> way he said it, like I don't know what you people charge. Yeah, like you mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. I don't know what you people charge. Do not, you know, disrespect me in that way. You didn't even ask me my name. You didn't ask me anything except yeah. for you just wanted to pay me for my sexual services mm-hmm. that I didn't even know I was coming over here for. Yeah, because you know? I mean, like on the way here, you might have been whining and dining me, but you were not in the vehicle with me, and so yeah, I just show up and you're like, "All right, how take much it out. How much?" <laughs> but you know what? To be honest, I mean, I don't know if I could have declined, girl. <laughs> I, I, I would have been offended, but with three thousand dollars in my bosom, you know what I'm saying? With a Tiffany watch on uh, Tiffany bracelet on my wrist, um, sir, 
I'm gonna need another one because my right wrist, she a little lonely. Okay. <laughs> need she, to even things out. Yeah, I need to even it out, you know. So yeah, I don't, I don't, he could have offended me. <laughs> I would have been offended. But with the bread. Okay. And gave him the best two minutes of my life. That's all he would have got. Period. Make it quick. <laughs> um, so yeah, poor Emmett. He leaves. Um, so at the loft, we see Brian and Justin in the shower together and uh, I like this little shower scene with him, and then Brian turns around, kind of gives his back to Justin, mm-hmm. and Justin's like, "Ooh, is this an invitation?" <laughs> exactly. I like this because it makes me feel like we're getting a different part of Justin. The fact that he even asks, "Do you want me to penetrate you?" You know, it's like that's a different different spin of in this relationship. Yeah, this you know? is like a more aggressive yeah. Justin. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we're getting a different or more assertive, I should say. Exactly. So I feel like is Justin, you know, like what's going on with him? Some something's mm-hmm. up. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, because Brian's like, no, I just want you to wash my back. But <laughs> but anyway, so they get out of the shower, and uh, well, Justin says we got to go. The guys are waiting for us, and Brian says, well, maybe you know you should go with go um to Daphne's party and go hang out with some kids your own age and I love Justin's response. I have friends my own age. You're my age. <laughs> yeah. Shade emotionally. Yeah, emotionally, so, yeah. Uh shaded his ass, but that was all facts. Justin says, Well, what if I meet some hot frat guy there? And Brian says, Well, you know, have a go at him. And Justin kind of looks hurt by that. You mm-hmm. know, and I don't think it's the I don't necessarily think it's because they have an understanding about the tricking, so I don't think it's. Oh, you wouldn't care. The thing is, he know he's not. He doesn't care about the tricking, whatever the case. But when he's throwing out these little bitty comments, he's looking to be reassured. Like, yeah, you, you love me. I, I I'm enough for or you. Or he's like, even I think he wants like, do, would would you care about that? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's fine. When we say it's okay, and we do, it and that's fine. But like, but do you even care mm-hmm. that? I might see somebody else. Right, and... exactly. He's just trying to. He's trying to bait him a little bit, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and Brian's failing every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what that's what was going on there because he just just kind of like me like turns around and mm-hmm. so like he didn't want to talk anymore. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it is. He just wants he wants to get a rise out of him just to see that. Brian's capable of it. Right, you know, absolutely. I'm not using the right words, but hopefully you get what I'm No, no, I'm just, no, I get exactly <laughs> okay. what you're saying. Exactly what you're saying. Okay, good. And then Brian notices that about him, and so he comes up behind him and he says, I just want you to enjoy your, your youth, like I have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, what, uh, I'm torn. Like, I want Justin to be with Brian every waking moment because they're good together, you know? And I feel like Justin's the only person who actually truly understands Brian. But at the same time, I'm just like, Justin, this is a 30-year-old. Like, you are freshly 18. You should be living your best life. Okay, you wouldn't have to ask me. If my, my friend was in college and then she going to a frat party, um, <clears throat> tell the boys of Babylon that we go to every night, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that we see every day that I miss them, but I'm going to this frat party yeah. with all this new young well, folks. Yeah, I think he's just like, he's taking on their routines, mm-hmm. you know? Um, And that's okay, but I think he needs to give himself the space to develop his own routines. Exactly. Too, you know, and maybe they overlap and maybe... They end up becoming the same thing, or you try that out, and you're like, nah, that's just really not my style. Mm-hmm. And so you go back. But he does owe it to himself to just explore. Exactly. And that's know, all I want for some him. Other options, yeah. So Ted and Michael are reviewing his profile there at the studio, and he's getting some hits mm-hmm. on uh, on his page or whatever that he put up there. I think it was like 19 guys already. In yeah. The and so he had a date lined up um, already, and Emmett comes in, tells them about how things went wrong, you mm-hmm. know, with. 
his secret admirer, how he showed up there, and it was George Schickle. And we find out that, well, which we already knew, George Schickle is, yes, is a very wealthy gentleman. <laughs> but Emmett was not amused by his assumptions. So that was a no-go. I love that you can't buy Emmett. But I'm glad that, you know, Emmett did not take the bait or whatever case. He has more self-worth, you know, than just money. You know, yeah. he set his standards high. Like, he wanted what he wanted. And he did not fold. So, yeah. I, and I, I love that, that he's talking about, like, his dignity and his respect as but he's, like... Getting ready to get on his bed <laughs> and get right into fetch. Okay? Yeah. But Emmett is like, but I determine what I want to do. And, mm-hmm. like, I make the rules for myself. It's not based on what you think exactly. I am what you're going to pay me to do. Yeah. It's like So true. <laughs> but I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, he over there getting ready. After, don't, <laughs> I am not no hustler, but you hustling via the internet, babe. But it's okay. You just got a different kind of hustle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we find out Justin did go to the party and he's not having the best time. He's going like, uh, you know. And a lot of it is just because he's just not used to it. He doesn't know any of these people aside from Daphne, but she's doing her own thing. But I will say, like, Daphne, uh, she looking a little, a little freakish to me. <laughs> I mean, she used to be this quiet little meek girl. She had the hair pulled back with a little ponytail. These are her experimental years. Okay, She's in college. I'm not, not going to judge the girl, but I mean, <laughs> she had a whole beer in her hand. And I mean, she was looking a little wild about the head. Like she had been doing something. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> she had been yeah, doing, my hair was kind of wild. She had yeah. been doing a little something, you know. <laughs> So I'm just like, okay, Daphne, you got the college and turned turn freak on us. But anyway, <laughs> back to my baby, Justin. So Justin does spot a guy who looks like he could be a little, little interesting, a little fun for the night. And uh, we see, then he notices Justin noticing him, but he's a little, little timid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he knows what, what the deal is. Yeah, he saw the signs. He saw the uh, Justin... Who is this guy? Okay. Like, Justin. <laughs> I'm going to get, like, every episode you have to assign your who is this guy. I know. Like, for real. The last episode it went to Ted. Yeah. So this one is going to Justin. It's Justin. Like, who is he? Like, he is like a baby Brian. Okay. He had that hawk, that hawk eye. He looked and saw that guy. He looked through the guy's soul, made the guy have a little sh- little shimmer in his eye, and he picked <laughs> up on it. And then it's almost like he laughed and smiled at the camera like, yeah, I got me one. Like, he knew Justin was, like, on the prowl. He, yeah. was, he was on it. I just, oh, I well, wish I was just, him. he just, like, walks over to him, stands beside him, and then just kind of, like, makes it clear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm interested. The way he makes it clear, Justin does the hottest things, okay? <laughs> I, he does the hottest things. I so wish I could have been Justin at 18, okay? I wish I had the <laughs> balls to be Justin. This man reached over at a frat party, a straight frat party at that. Mm-hmm. To a stranger who was at the straight frat party, who definitely could have been a frat member, who could have been straight, who could have gave him part two of what happened in the garage. I don't even want to say that. Yeah, you know that's what I'm true. That's but true. Could have gave you that. This boy grabbed this man's junk and caressing it while smiling, yeah. looking at him in the face. That's hot. <laughs> that was on fire. That that just that scorched me. Justin does the hottest things. He is he's so bold. Yeah, that was a bold statement. I was just like, ooh wee. Set the tone for me. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> so then they go to the bedroom, and it's almost like a repeat of episode 101. I mean, the exact. the chemistry is nowhere near. No, hell no. Nowhere near, because that just cannot be duplicated. But it's almost exactly the same thing from the guy saying, wait, we need protection. And then 
okay, can you go slow or whatever? And um, Even the way he ripped the condom open. Yeah, open. with his teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like an exact, and I think that's on purpose. It's almost this exact same mm-hmm. thing, you know, of exactly how Justin's experience was. And so, Justin was gentle, too. He was, yeah. He yeah. was very considerate with the guy. He's like, okay, yeah, I got it. I figured it was your first time, so, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, that first time, it's like child labor, I hear. I'm not going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to. I'm not going to. I'm just saying. Next. Mm-mm-mm. So Emmett is drowning his disappointment in ice cream, and I'm like, yep, that's right. That's how you do that. <laughs> but, uh, and he's telling Michael not to get his hopes up, because, you know, Michael has his blind date with his uh, the guy who clicked on his profile. Mm-hmm. And, Adam and Steve. Or I guess it's not a blind date. I guess they see each other's profile. But these are you might as well treat that like a blind date because all the catfishing going on around exactly. here. But anyway. You, boy, you never know who you mean. <laughs> yeah, so he's just saying, you know, don't get your hopes up because, you know, it might be a 300-year-old man. So the door, someone's at the door, and Michael goes to answer, and he's like, yep, Emmett, you were right. It's a 300-year-old <laughs> man in a red cardigan. <laughs> yeah, he slams the door in his <laughs> yeah. face. But Emmett knows, well, that's actually for me. Uh, and so George sh- shows up to apologize for insulting Emmett and for making coming to the wrong conclusion. Call him a hoe. Yeah, for making the, okay. the wrong assumption. And he wants to give him the bracelet back, but Emmett tells him, "You know, I don't accept gifts from from fans." And he says, "Well, how about dinner?" But I knew when Emmett read him that one time and let him know, yo, I'm not no hoe. You can't buy me. You know, I thought we were going to do something else. But you know what? I came here just for my little dreams to be disappointed. It's okay. Here's your Tiffany's back. When Emmett did that, hook, line, and sinker. Got him. (laughs) And it goes back to, again, I know you're rich, but how the hell are you finding me? That apartment ain't even in his name. (laughs) That was Michael's apartment. That's true. Okay, that ain't even in his name. How did you find me? Okay. I guess he got when you got money, you can do all kinds of things. Girl, I guess, but like, I, I'm like for one, don't I want to. I want to have. That's the kind of level of wealth I want. I aspire to, you know, to yeah. where I can find anybody at any time. That part, okay. <laughs> but George is sincere, and he's got his own charm. You know, it might not mm-hmm. be the charm Emmett was looking for, but he's charming in his own way. And so through that, Emmett says, "Well, yeah, okay, fine, we can do dinner." Yeah, and I'm happy. I'm happy because. The fact that George even showed up, he's a billionaire. You always hear horror, story, horror stories about rich people, like, not really giving a damn, you know? This man went out of his way. He left his palace, okay? Yeah. And came to the village or whatever, you know, their little gay area is called where they live, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we call it the strip here, you know? <laughs> he left his palace and came down to the strip. Yeah, he to, apologize. to he apologize. He wanted to clear up that misunderstanding. He could have just gone back anonymous behind the screen, but yeah. he really wanted to come and, and, and make set it right. things right. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, okay, I'm here for it. You better give him a date. You better. Yeah, you can you can do that, Emmett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they leave, and Michael's date does show up, and he's actually good looking. Very. And so they had had, I guess maybe they're going to go to dinner or whatever, but they decided, how about we just uh, do a Netflix night in? Netflix and chill. Yeah, they're going to get their Netflix and chill on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they did a little but, more than Netflix. And but what's interesting is when they're like, yeah, okay, let's do that. And then Michael says, are you negative? And the guy says, yeah, are you? And then, But we've never seen Michael mm-hmm. ask that before. And so um, that's just kind of an interesting, interesting little turn for him. Uh, back at the party, Justin and the guy are there, and they're they're talking. And he asks Justin about his first time, and so Justin is telling him that story about Brian and how he was nervous, but he knew Brian had when he saw Brian. He's like, absolutely, it has to be him. That's the guy right there. 
And so he just tells him that story about how it went. And he's, and then the guy's like, yeah, well, he talks about how he just comes to these frat parties and, you know, it's kind of bored out of his mind. Well, Justin says, well, why don't you go to bars and clubs? You can meet a lot of guys there. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I don't want to meet a lot of guys. I just want to meet one guy. Like, he's more of a relationship person. That's what he wants. He wants so to meet someone and fall adorable. in love. And that's so sweet. And yeah. yeah, and I think sometimes what I what I kind of hate is that a lot of people just assume that every gay man is like super promiscuous mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know they only care about tricking and there are some that they are that way they don't want a commitment that's just not that's not healthy for them right now or that's not what they want and so but that's not true of all of them and so that's true true and, I like uh, the little uh, yeah I love that he's so young and he, and he knows that like, yeah he could he could do the same thing Justin did could have got the fake IDs all of that could be out there in the bars but you know he knows what he wants so. yeah he does. Justin tells him, well, yeah, things don't always work out that way because that was very much how it worked out for him. For You know, Justin had that mindset where he wanted it to be that way, where you meet this person and you'll fall in love and then you'll just mm-hmm. have this, you know, relationship, this monogamous relationship together and it looks a certain way. Right. Yeah. He says, yeah, it didn't always work out like that. And so this poor guy, <laughs> I mean, Justin's being nice and he was gentle and even afterwards he was talking to him, but then. I think the guy is now then like, oh, okay, this could maybe be something. And Justin's like, nah. Yeah, no. Here's, here's real life, dude. Yeah. Uh, but Justin sees that. And I think he also, that probably just like touches on something in him and reminds him, hey, this was you a yeah, year ago. This was and you. so even though the people are at the door knocking because they need their coats to leave the party, Justin calls them back over and he does kiss him which is like oh justin i was like oh my god abort abort yeah (laughs) definitely definitely i mean i saw brian all over him in that whole moment there from the way that he was just talking like it doesn't work like that you know it doesn't it didn't seem like true justin Mm -hmm. it felt like you know he was embodying brian he found the virgin you know that he had sex with he could feel that the guy was already liking him a little more he also knew reason why he pulled him back is because he knew he went too far i feel like he was cutting him a little you know like i think he didn't want to kill that 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 that, guy's dream yeah he didn't want to kill that Mm -hmm. dream so he had to pull him back but when he kissed him i was just very disappointed in him yeah because like i know why he did it like i totally get why he would do it because he didn't want that guy to have a bad experience right you know because just like brian went out of his way to make justin's first first time a great experience for him Mm -hmm. a great memory for him justin wanted to give that to to this guy and so I get what he was thinking and why he did that, but I was just like, dude, that's no. against the rules. No. The rules you made. That was your rule, yeah. yeah the rule you <laughs> made. And Brian, he um did not break any rules mm-hmm. when he had his trick. With his trick, yeah. Not mm-hmm. a single one. Um, so that's gonna be interesting. So we see George and Emmett are having a, a burger in the back of the limo, and uh Emmett is telling him about his family growing up and just about himself and they're really just having a really nice conversation. We find out that, um, well, I guess earlier in the episode, they said he is George Schickle of Schickle's Pickles. Mm. <laughs> and so at this um, burger place they went to, they used his pickles. And so they were talking about that. So after Emmett shares about his life, George tells him, well, I lived a lie for all these years. You know, I married an, an heiress basically, basically for optics or for the family right. business. Mm-hmm. And then his wife caught him with the gardener. <laughs> so, um, that sounds like a hot little story, too. Yeah. And yeah. so they got divorced. She sued him for millions. And 
So Emmett says, well, now you're finally free to be yourself. And he's like, yeah, but I'm alone and friendless. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what happened. His life was built around this lie. Um, And so when that lie went away, that whole life that he had built with that. So probably the friends that he had that he talks about his kids, like all that went away Mm -hmm. when he said, I can't live this way anymore. Um, Which is just sad in itself. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm the same person. Now you just know my sexual preference. Mm-hmm. And see, this is what... Okay, we I know we talked about this a little bit last episode, but this is what I'm talking about. So here is... There are so many men who this is their story, where it's not until later in life where they're like, I've been living a lie for the past 40 years. Mm-hmm. I'm married and I have kids, but this is... And even if I love my wife and my kids, like, I've been living a lie all those years, mm-hmm. you know? And so... I think it's important for those stories to be told. And so that's why, again, I'm like, no, we need a reunion with these people to yeah. show men who are at the, who are in this stage of life and just to see them on screen as well, to normalize that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. So Emmett does share his life motto with uh, with George when George shares it with, his, in, with Fuck him. Fuck them all. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them all. And I share that motto with you too, Emmett. You know... You either with me or you're against me. And if you're yeah. against me, fuck them all. <laughs> yeah, I think you do have to get to that point, whatever, however you want to phrase that motto for yourself, but where you're just like, I'm going to be true to who I am. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you don't like it, then move on. Exactly. YOLO. You only live once, so you got to yeah. be true to yourself. <laughs> so Michael in the guy, he's just like this plastic Ken doll because he starts telling Michael about all of this stuff that he that he's had done. <laughs> They had finished up for the night. Michael's like, oh, you're awesome. You're great. He's like, yep, I had this done. I had this fixed. I had this hair moved over here. Lipo and this. I was like, damn, bro, you sound like a Home Depot builder body. I was like, (laughs) what is going on? Hair implants and forehead lifts, he said. Like, boy, get on somewhere. Yeah. and Stick a pin in him. He's going to (laughs) leak. Yeah. So he's over there just obsessed with uh, with his body and his health in then he starts telling Michael, well, you know, you can have a little work done. <laughs> I, girl, I, that's when I'd be like, yeah, you can get the hell up out of my house. Well, oh, okay? I think the lowest blow, what did he recommend? The he said he, he, he needed some penile <laughs> extension. Well, you know, if we're talking about it, you really could use some penile extension. Really, oh, bro? Dude. Okay. Put your shirt on and get the hell out before I grab the gasoline. <laughs> okay. We can do it the easy way to the hard way, but you in my yeah. house. Get out. Very, very low blow, dude. But Michael knew he he should have known he should not be eating no damn Hagen dolls in front of this man <laughs> who just told you his whole eating regimen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. Like you was asking for it, you know? Um, so at the loft the next morning, Justin is there sleeping and Brian is letting him sleep because Justin had a late night. We find out he got home at like two fifty eight, like just under Yo. just Justin about to break all the rules in yeah. night one. That part. But at least he did he made the <laughs> curfew. Yeah, but he he made curfew. And so Brian is coming over to gently wake him up. (laughs) And and as he's doing that, you know, then he starts doing the whole sniffing game, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to sniff out who Justin was with the night before. As Brian's doing that, he kisses him and then Brian kind of pulls back and he's like, you kissed him. Yo, that's creepy good. Okay. Like this man smelled you. Told you what he was, you know, came back up, kissed your lips from hours before, mm-hmm. and he could taste him on you. Yeah. The boy is bad. Okay. <laughs> well, and he says it, and it's not really a question, it's more of a statement. And Justin does not respond. He's like, I'm going to take a shower. Yeah, yeah. And Brian just looks at, 
looks toward him. And I think for a minute, I think he's thrown by it, you know, and I do think that he's hurt by it because they did just make that rule. But yep. I think he's trying to determine, okay, how hurt right. am I by this? And then, you know, yes. Yeah, so or think, should I be hurt? Yes. Yeah, you know? I think it just caught him totally off guard mm-hmm. because, like we said, that was Justin's rule. Exactly. I think Brian wanted that rule too. I'll stand by that. That's my opinion is that I think Brian wanted, was, a, I think he was totally cool with having that rule too. Mm-hmm. But um, to find out that Justin broke that so quickly. Yeah, so quickly. Yeah, and didn't mention it, didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I think he's like, mm, yeah, like, I don't know how up? I feel about that. Yeah, I know. Because he didn't do it. Right. No, he, he didn't. He it. could have, yeah, but he didn't. But he curved it. So, but he's like, what are we really doing here? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm doing the rules, of it, but you're not like you kissing somebody. The first night you get to go out on your own, you come home damn near at curfew and you didn't kiss somebody. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah. And so I think, you know, and he, we talked about when Brian, and Justin made that covenant with each other. That's the first time that Brian has made any type of commitment to anybody like that. Right. You know, and let anybody kind of put these parameters on how he lives his life. And um, so I think he takes that very seriously. And so, yeah, I think he's definitely thrown by the fact that Justin has done that. Now, I do think it maybe it's to come, but Justin could sit down and say, hey, here, yeah, here's what happened and here's why. Brian's not really one to hold a grudge necessarily Uh and so he might get past it but for right now then he's definitely yeah he's a little bit bothered by that yep so michael is over at the diner and he is talking to Lindsay and melanie and he's telling them about how things went with the date and how he's just not having much luck and then they scare him with their lesbian sex stories they they went in okay they said that their p words soak the sheets yeah okay like <laughs> their p words soak the sheets. You they don't know. go at it like animals in heat. Yes. <laughs> okay. Like they went all the way in. If I was scared for Michael. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like God. Yeah. There's a lot in here in this show. A lot of humor about um, you know, gay men and and lesbian, lesbian. women. Mm-hmm. You know, and how they they kind of pit them against each other in a humorous way. A lot. It was funny. It connects always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Michael is, cries into Debbie's bosom because they have <laughs> frightened him. And she reminds him again to go go and see her friend. Ida Pearl. Yeah. But before we get there, uh, Ted is spotting Brian at the gym. And Brian's got quite a bit of weight on that. Um, yeah. I'm proud of him. He'll be <laughs> on that bar there, yeah. And we find out that this is probably connected to the 18-year-old that he has at home. Absolutely. what Ted points out. He's bothered. Yeah, he says, you got an 18-year-old at home. What are you worried about? And they're like, yeah. Keeping that, him. Keeping him. That's what Emmett says. <laughs> yeah. Keeping him. Yeah. And <laughs> so they talk about, you know, there's how, how are you not fearful that he won't dump you for a younger model? Mm-hmm. And Brian's not going to talk to them about that, of course. But from what we saw with J- Brian finding out that Justin kissed the guy to now seeing him at the gym. And he's like, he's actually going to tighten up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh-huh. just trying to make sure that, um, that he's, he's doing enough. his part to, yes, yeah, exactly. to be enough, you know, because he's got some insecurity in him, too, mm-hmm. you know, just like Justin had his own when he was wanting Brian to, hey, at least act like you're jealous or concerned. Exactly. Like, he's got his own insecurities, too. Um, and they are, But they are on him about keeping up you yeah. know to be able to keep uh, the wrinkles keep justin's know, the interest yeah. yeah everything um michael did take debbie up and he on her offer and he goes to see ida pearl sign and 
She says, well, what do you want? And he says, well, I want someone who's tall with blue eyes, built like Superman. So basically, <laughs> Ben, physically. Mm-hmm. And then she says, no, not on the outside, on the inside. What What do you want? And he says, someone who's passionate about life, who um, but maintains their humor, who's charming and kind, creative and spiritual. Again, Girl, he was naming me. <laughs> he, he was, was naming, naming Ken me. and Ben. Yes. <laughs> Either one would have worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for you, Mike. I treat you right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like he's kind of already met, if not the person, then the type of person that, that he wants. Right. Um, yeah. So she tells him, go to this restaurant, be there at this time on this day, and you'll find the guy. You'll know. You'll know him when you see him. Back at the diner, um, this guy, this trick from the party, shows up looking for Justin. We're not going to call him the trick because he was a sweetie. He was a sweetie, and I wish I could remember his name, but I can't. I don't think that he even said a name. Like, well, we're not supposed to know names because they're not supposed to do names. Yeah, and so that would be yeah. yet another rule so broken. We're not going to put that on Justin. <laughs> yeah, they don't know names. Gonna, yeah, we're not going to do that. No. He's well, already clearly Justin knows. told his name because that's how we know it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he came looking for Justin by name, knew yeah. where he worked. So they must have had a long little talk there. Yeah, well, I feel like Justin, yeah, Justin was there all night long. He was there very late. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he came. Dang, Justin, you didn't broke another rule? Yeah. Oh, my God. No. Oh. Justin, oh, no, baby. <laughs> um, but he shows up and Debbie says, is that a friend? And Justin's like, ha, huh, yeah. Um, so he goes out to talk to the guy and he's like, hey, I was just coming, you know, to talk. Oh, it was and so cute. Yeah, it was very sweet. It was very Justin in episode 102. Yes, <laughs> you know? very. And so he shows up. You want to, I guess, continue things. And he's like, well, no. And Justin says, well, you don't even know me. He's like, yes, I do. And you know me, too. Uh, and he tells Justin that he loves him. And Justin's like, no, you're being pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> and he really lays into the guy. It's very harsh. Very. Very harsh. And But it's, again, it's just like how Brian was with him. Now, Brian's, I feel like there was a little less bite behind right. Brian's. But Justin has the same things. like, but. I think it comes from the same place. So just like Brian was trying to protect Justin's like, hey, that's not how the real world works. Mm-hmm. That's what Justin's doing, but from a different place. Like right. Brian was just trying to teach him like the ropes of life. But Justin is like, that is not how it works because yeah. of his own personal experience. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit more bite to it, right. the way he's saying and it. And maybe Justin Justin wants from Brian what the guy just did to him, you know? Like, so it's like, no, I don't want it. Not from you. You're, it's, it's not you. So no. Yeah. You know, like he just really short with the guy. And I mean, I was just like, I, it kind of made me upset a little bit because that's not the Justin I love. Yeah, because you know? he's he's very much taken on some very early season one Brian esque mm-hmm. qualities, but they're not exactly the same because that's not who Justin is. Right. And so when you wear someone else's clothing or someone else's mask, it doesn't fit you the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you don't look the same in it or sound the same in it. And so I think that's what's going on with him. Uh, and so even though he's probably trying to make the same point. He's very harsh in how he's how he's going about it. Absolutely. But yeah, but I think it's it's probably interesting for Justin to see that guy because it's like that was me, you know. And right. now he's he's like now that's pathetic instead of being like 
And no, it was totally okay for me to be like that and to want that. You know, now he's having, but he's in the middle of this identity crisis thing, yeah. you know, since it, the bashing. He yeah. really is. He's just in a tricky time right now. He's at a tricky age, for one. He's a young adult. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really, he's still discovering who he is. You yeah. Know? Um, My then, personality changed a lot over oh, those, you know, exactly. 18, 19, 20. Yeah. And then he went through that traumatic experience, you know, from mm-hmm. that. He's already with someone who is like 12 years his senior. Um, it's just a, a lot that he's dealing with, you yeah. know, and he probably wants to fit in. He, people tell him he needs people. He needs friends his own age. And I mean, it's just a lot. You it, know? Is, it is a lot. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I, I will acknowledge that he's harsh, but I think he had a reason why he was doing that. But also wrapped up in that reason right. was his own inner turmoil, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. So that's what made it come out a little bit more vicious than maybe he intended for yeah, it to. Vicious but also word. he wanted the guy to know like, no, absolutely not. Don't come back here. Right. <laughs> this is not going to be anything. Yeah, don't waste your time I, yeah, on me. Exactly. But I think still, once the guy... Also, one thing we can say is... Well, two things we can say is... Justin must have got some good old thing because <laughs> this boy didn't got hooked and um, Daphne got hooked. The second thing is, yeah. boy, don't mess with not one more virgin. Okay? <laughs> yeah. No more for you. We saw what Daphne had happened to Daphne and now we look at this boy. Okay? Yeah. No more. Okay? No at more. all. You, you're done with the virgins. I know. No more. Like, Those I, pa- Justin's powers are too strong. Yeah, they are. Okay? <laughs> And he had his cutoff game had to be strong like that with Daphne too, you know? Yeah. So he just had to lay the law down like, listen, there is no feelings. This is a, a screw and that's all it is. There is no, nothing, no strings attached to this. Yeah. They don't learn, girl. They don't learn. Mm-mm. I mean, he just, he's just, out. I guess. So hopefully this guy takes the hint though, for real. Because, you know, Justin didn't. Justin kept coming back. You, he did. You see, he came back and now he got Persistent his man. Just a little something. Yeah. So, so hopefully this is it. <laughs> So Emmett goes back to see George again because uh, when he was at the gym talking to Brian and Ted, he mentioned it and Brian made a joke about, well, you can't talk about my 18-year-old because you got a 103-year-old. Mm. <laughs> but um, Emmett says something and they're like, you're not going back, are you? He's like, no, we had dinner and it was nice. We ate burgers in the limo and it, you know, it was nice. It's fine. But Emmett does go back and he says, as a thank you for dinner, I wanted to bring lunch. <laughs> right. I mean, in that scene when they were at the gym, you could clearly see Emmett was bothered. He got real snappy with Brian. Mm-hmm. Like we have never seen that turn up from Emmett on to Brian, you know. And he let him he let him have it. Like, listen, you know, like he has a heart, da 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 da, like went in. He defended him, yeah. yeah. And then they did. were like, You don't Ted it was most mostly Ted was like, You don't mean that. You're not going back to him, are you? And Emmett's just like, Well, no, but here's this. But like I said, he he does go back. Yeah, and I'm glad he went back because, to be honest, that whole little car scene with them just sharing the burger and the fries and just talking about each other's lives, that was the cutest thing ever. It was very sweet. It seemed very comfortable, yeah, comfortable. for Emmett. Mm-hmm. It was a very, I feel like it was an intimate moment. Like, it was not sexual, you mm-hmm. know? It was just them just being themselves and able to just talk and be themselves. I guarantee you, Mr. Schinkel never, never had that before, ever, you know? Yeah. He was never, ever, never, ever able to just truly let his wall down. And Emmett was there, to, you know, and Emmett too. Mm-hmm. Emmett got to express himself. So the fact that he's back, I'm glad that they had that connection. You know, I really yeah, <laughs> me too. And so Emmett comes back as a friend this time, and um, he even tells him his real name because George calls him Fetch, and he's like, "My name is Emmett." Mm-hmm. Um, so just breaks down a barrier there between them, and just connects with him. Continues to connect with him on a personal level. Yeah, that just, it changes the uh, the, the, the dynamics as well, um, because he originally, you know, propositioned him, prop, um, proposition fetch. You right. Know? The fact that he said, "Hey, fetch is," you know, he separated the two. Hey, this is Emmett. 
yeah. I'm your friend. You know, Fetch is the, the alter ego, you know, my job. Yeah. And that, this is Yeah, a and that made me think, like, for both of them, they had to remove the fantasy and accept the reality because Fetch was this this fantasy mm-hmm. for, for George. He's this guy who performs on this website, and so he gets to build this whole fantasy life for him. But now it's like, no, I'm Emmett. I'm mm-hmm. not him. And then even Emmett went in looking for this Prince Charming thing and yep. what had in his mind what it's supposed to look like and had to suspend that fantasy yeah. for the reality. And they're both comfortable and okay with what the reality is. And I just really like this scene because I looked I looked at George right there and it's been, it felt so sweet because mm-hmm. I was thinking, that, you know, it takes a lot of courage to be, to later, to at some point in life, if it's been all these years to say, even if I only have five years left or 10 years left, I want to be myself. I want to spend some part of my life being myself. Mm-hmm. And I bet that takes a lot of courage because some people will be like, well, I've been, in this lie or in this marriage or in this situation for right. for this song, I might as well just stay here. But yeah, true, true. And he just looked happy, you know. He, did. he looked happy to have a friend, you know. And um, Emmett is there, and he showed up, and he's fun for him. So mm-hmm. I mean, I just like this whole scene. It was nice. I like that relationship. I wish it could. I wish. I hope they do something moving forward. Y'all, go ahead and leave that on the Facebook forum. Do not put spoilers <laughs> on Facebook because that's the only thing that Ken sees. I try to block him from everything else, but he is like a wayward child yes, <laughs> when okay. it comes to Google and Facebook. Yes. So, um, yeah, I just really want that that storyline to you know grow a little further in my eyes, in my opinion. I hope. Look at me. No, I will not look at you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to move on to the next scene where we have Michael showing up to meet the mystery guy at the nice restaurant. And when he walks in, he spots Ben sitting there. And this time it's not the hallucination. It's actually Ben sitting there. And so he's like, oh, my gosh, who would have thought Ida was right? Ben is here. You know, the whole time I've been fantasizing about him. And there he is. And so he gets up the courage to walk over. And Ben's like, oh, hey, hey, Michael. And um, Ben, and then he's like, well, oh, I didn't think it would be you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm surprised it's you. And then Ben's and like, like, what? Uh, uh-huh. what, what are we talking about? And he says, you're here for a date, aren't you? He's like, yeah, but not with you. Yo, pop, 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 shots fired. My, oh, I feel so bad for Michael. <laughs> his little face was crushed. I was like, somebody call 911 because they didn't broke his face. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, I just felt so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, shots are fired. Michael, pick yourself up, you know what I'm saying, and scurry on over. Yeah. Because um the real date is here. But I love this about Ben. Like Ben's moving forward too, you know? Yeah. He's exactly. Not like, and letting that keep me down, I'm moving no, and, forward. And that's what I said about Ben in the beginning. Like I mean, when I when we first talked about him last episode, uh well we first talked about him two episodes ago, but last episode I spoke about how I love that he was brave and that he was able to, you know, write in his book and give his whole truth and all of mm-hmm. that. So I mean, Ben like he's not letting anything stop him at all. Yes, he has he has this disease. But he is living his best life. Yeah. You know, and he's going to go out there and meet somebody. And now he got him a... That man was good looking too. Tall and good looking. Michael, you were short, baby. He he (laughs) upgraded. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have missed that train, Michael. (laughs) It's gone. So then we see Brian and Justin at Babylon. And they're standing up on this, like, catwalk. And they're looking down over their prey. And (laughs) Brian says, do... Well, Justin asks Brian, do you see anyone you like? And... And Brian says, well, him. And Justin's like, oh, well, okay, I guess so. And then Brian asks Justin if he sees right. one that he likes. And Justin says, you know, he he points out one. And Brian says, well, he looks kind of young, which is uh, interesting yeah. to note because he's worried about, mm-hmm, <laughs> about mm-hmm. that. And then Brian says, okay, well, let's go get him. Well, 
I did see the script for this uh this episode and the way it's written, neither and you can kind of pick up on this, but I want to make sure and point it out. Neither one of them are really interested in that at the time right. because they they asked the question almost reluctantly, like, do you see anyone? Mm-hmm. Kind of hoping that the other person will say no. Right. And both of them are hoping that, but they're not going to mm-hmm. say that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so Brian says, let's go, let's go find our prey. And Justin sa- grabs his arm and he says, or we can just go home, just the two of us. And Brian turns to him and then, you know, kisses him because I think they needed that reconnect. They um, did. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like a, a huge disconnect from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, although, like, just from the moment that we saw Brian and Justin enter the same room together, with the trick barely missing Justin and, and, and um, Jennifer, you know, I was just like, and then he come home and then they immediately start making out. I was just like, it was weird for me. Like, I yeah. feel like they were trying to make it feel like it was natural or trying to make it feel like, oh, I'm not bothered. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I so I, I felt a disconnection between the two of them, and then Brian felt like he I felt like he was trying to get rid of him the whole episode. You know, go to this party, go meet somebody your own age. Yeah, this, 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 it's almost that. like he's trying to brace himself yeah. for something. You so, know, yeah, I was just like, uh, uh-uh. uh. So that kiss though, that that grab the arm, I love when Justin takes control. Mm-hmm. You know, like because he's not afraid to express like, yeah, I want this. This is something yeah. that I want. So, hey, what about this? Yeah. How about we just make tonight about the two of Absolutely. us? Absolutely. And when he did that with the kiss, and then they started kissing, and they were like. Fuck it, we're gonna go home together. Yeah, just the two of us. That was his answer. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know. It, yeah, I love them together when they're together. I do too. You know? And like, and they've got these relate this re, just the whole idea of a relationship is new for both of them. Mm-hmm. This is Justin's first relationship, but Brian's too. Even though he's thirty, this is his first relationship too. And so they've got a lot of learning and growing to do. Uh, but I am so glad that in this moment they Justin realized. Both of them knew it, but I'm glad that Justin verbalized it. Like, hey, I think we just need to connect as the two of us for a minute. Exactly. And, I mean, I'm glad he stepped up to the plate and he he retrieved what he wanted and Mm -hmm. he got it. And, obviously, Brian wanted the same thing because he did not put up a fight, didn't roll his eyes, just turned around and was like... Yeah, it was zero questions asked. his mouth was basically saying, Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good idea. Zero question asked, and I just love that about them. Mm-hmm. I, just, I mean, I'm telling you, we, we, see, we see a new Brian this season. Yeah, because Brian asks, what about the game? And Justin says, forget the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, for tonight, let's just put the game on hold. They're just so good together. They are. Well, I love that they can go out and, and pray and hunt together. Yeah, you know well, like? even that. Oh, yeah, they're like this, like, power couple in, yeah. <laughs> in, in Babylon. And so they're doing this together. But it's important to realize when we need us time to... Exactly. And so that is how this episode ends. I know, girl. This episode was so funny. It was just, I feel like it flew by yeah, when no, we were watching it. I know. I didn't want it to end. It felt like it shouldn't have ended then. You mm-hmm. know, like my lip came out like a little baby, like I was counting, <laughs> you know? Well, and we talked about this because, like, the last episodes have felt really, like, not overly long, but they felt longer. But I think it's because there was heavy. so much heavy mm-hmm. emotional stuff going on. And there were a lot of big, very important storylines. Right. And... There are important things that are brought up here, but um, I feel like it was more lighthearted. It was more fun, though. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, like you said, it was very important d- different subtopics in, in this episode. But at the same time, they just made it lighter. You yeah, know? yeah. It was mm-hmm. just a little, and then they added a lot of humor on top of that too. So yeah, because really, really I like fun. how they're showing us like we're we're continuing to see Justin kind of struggle with post bashing things, but it's not the same. They're not hitting the same note every time. Like right. it's in different ways that mm-hmm. it's coming out. And then we're seeing Brian's insecurities, but they're coming out in different ways. Like mm-hmm. we've seen them 
rear their ugly head here and there, but they're coming out in different ways now. And then we're just getting to see something with Emmett, you know, with, with another pursuing a different type of relationship, something totally different than what he um, had in mind. All right, guys. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode just as much as we did. You know, we always love hearing back from you guys. I mean, all the feedback has always been wonderful. You know how to reach us. I mean, so, you know, if you think of something, hit us up. Let us know. Like and share and subscribe if you haven't already done that. Yeah. Um, do all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Keep listening. We appreciate you guys so much. We are so happy to do what we do just because we love this show and we love talking to each other and we just love connecting with fans of Queer as Folk. Yes. So. so that's why we bring our Liberty Diner Dish Mondays hot and fiery every week for you guys, you know. And thank you so much for all the feedback. We just love you guys. And on that note, guys, until next time, we are out of here. Bye. Bye.